Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Maybe a bit more closer to home, I, I can think of situations in my own life where I've done the same thing. You know, a, a few years ago, I, I worked as a, a teaching assistant in a, um, in, in a special needs school. And I was doing it as, as agency work and I enjoyed my time there. I had a great time there. But what happened was, is I started working there in the January and then it came to the end of the academic year in the kind of June, July. And I made a decision in my head because throughout those months, I was looking around and I was thinking, you know what? I'm better than this. Like, wh- why am I working here? I could do something like completely better. Like, I-, I don't belong here. I should be doing something else. So what I did is I actually told the people that I was working with, I told like the other teaching assistants, the teacher, the people who employed me, I said, you know what, um, I'm not going to be coming back in, in September, I'm going to be moving on to bigger, to greater things, you know, actually I'm, you know, I'm going to go on into data analysis because actually I think I'm quite clever and you know, I, I'm going to go on and do this better thing and what happened in the summer, you know, I applied for so many jobs, I went for so many opportunities nothing budged at all. Came to September, I was back in that school again. <laughs> exactly back straight in that school again. And like looking back at it, I, you know, I can laugh at it now, but uh, I think God was probably trying to teach me something that moment. That actually, as we look in this Bible verse, you know, he says, do not exalt yourself in the king's presence. Do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. In that moment, I'd elevated myself too early. I'd given myself a position that I didn't deserve, that I wasn't good enough for, and actually I'd overstepped the mark rather than waiting for God to move me on in the right time and in the right way. You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 2, let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. How many times in our own lives, I know in my own life, have we put our, our, you know, said great things about ourselves and rather than leave it to other people, we've spoken ourselves up. And you know, if we look at the society, if we look at our world around us today, I think we can realise and see that everything is is completely focused on, on yourself. It's all about getting the best job, about getting the best car, about making yourself look better uh, to everyone else, you know, making yourself uh, show to everyone else that I've achieved something, I've done something. You know what? I, I've got a better job than you. You know what? Actually, my life's better. I've really done something amazing. Everything's focused around that about how many likes you can get on Instagram or Facebook, like how great is my life? And I want to show you that. But the funny thing is, is that actually what it says in the Bible and what it models in the Bible is completely different. It's at polar opposites. You know, the world talks about bigging yourself up and showing yourself to be good to everyone else. But the Bible speaks constantly about living a life of humility. So, what is humility? I've just got a couple of points first off just to to talk about what humility is not because I think often we can have this misconception in terms of what humility is and uh, I've just got two points around this. So firstly, humility is not 
the opposite of confidence. So in our lives, sometimes we think that humility you know, is right over here on one end of the spectrum. And then if we go all the way over to the other end of the spectrum, confidence is over here. That somehow you can't mix the two things together. You can't be humble and you can't be confident. Where, where actually I believe, and I, I think it shows in the Bible, that is completely untrue. You can be humble and you can be confident at the same time. You see, God has designed us. You know, we even sang about it this morning, uh, about declaring uh, uh, what God thinks about us. He, uh, he, he designed us. He gave us a specific purpose. He gave us talents. He gave us abilities. He gave us things that we are good at. Yeah. And God actually wants you to be confident in who he has called you to be. He wants you to have a confidence, to, to understand that, yeah, I'm a child of God. Yeah, God, you've called me to do this. God, you've given me a plan. You've given me a purpose. God wants you to have confidence. Now, where the problem comes is how we display that confidence to other people. That's when maybe sometimes it may not look like humility. So, for example, if we're speaking about um, uh, someone, you know, uh, specifically, let's take uh, Josh, our campus pastor. And I think you would all agree with me in saying that you know, Josh is a great, great communicator. He's great at preaching uh, and speaking on the, on the stage. And he has a real gift and ability to do it. And I think I would, I believe I'd be right in saying that Josh is confident in his ability to speak. But the difference is, is that Josh doesn't go around to other people, to other pastors and say, you know what, I'm a great preacher. You should have me at your church, come and speak, you know. And then he doesn't, you know, speak on the stage and then go into the next room and say, oh, wasn't my pre preaching so great? I wasn't amazing this morning. See, that's the difference. He has confidence in who he is and, and his ability, but he does, it's how he communicates his confidence to other people. See, it's the same with us. You can be confident in what God has called you to be, but it doesn't mean that we shout out about it and tell everyone else about it. We can be confident in who we are, but not uh, communicate it like that in that way. You see, if we look at Jesus, Jesus was the perfect example. He was confident and he was humble at the same time. You don't find anywhere where Jesus was saying, oh, you know what, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I don't know my ability. No, he knew straight away. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he had the power to, to break diseases, to, to cast demons out straight away. He had such confidence. But at the same time, he had humility. He was humble enough to, to step down and wash disciples' feet. He was humble enough to, uh, to not... Uh, always focus on himself and say to everyone, praise me, you know, everything's focused on me. But actually he said he came to serve other people. That's the difference. Uh, secondly, humility is not rejecting compliments. <laughs> now we've all been in that, that situation and sometimes we can think that that humble person is the, the person who never takes any positive things on, you know, towards themselves or never accepts a compliment. And um, you know, we've had those situations before where someone will come up to you and, and say, you know what, I, I like your top. You know, that's a really nice top. And typically, there's two types of responses. Yeah? You know where I'm going with this, don't you? 
You know where I'm going. So there's two types of responses. So the first response would be, oh, this old thing, you know, I got, I got it for Primark, you know, for two pounds. Yeah, like, this is nothing, you know, brushing it off. And the second response would be, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like this top as well. Now, just to, to clarify, there's nothing wrong with either response. Like, you can give either of those responses, not a problem. But sometimes we think the first response is a response of humility, that you can't take on praise from other people, that you, you know, you'll get too big-headed or you'll look wrong. But actually, there's nothing wrong with accepting a compliment from someone and saying thank you or acknowledging something that someone said to you. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So those are the, the two points about what humility is not. Is not. And I just got um, a few points just to share over the next few minutes about um, some practicalities of what humility uh, really looks like. So uh, my first point is, humble people understand that God is superior. Turn to your neighbour and say, do you know that God is superior? Humble people understand that God is superior. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4, this is what it says. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches, honour and life. So literally, in that verse, we get a clear definition telling us what humility is. It's saying humility is the fear of the Lord. Now, as we look at this, we have to understand that there is a slight difference in translation because when we talk about fear now, we have a different kind of idea in our mind to what fear is. So when we talk about fear, we think of something we're scared of. We talk of uh, kind of a negative connotation. It's, it's, it's not really something positive in that aspect. But when we look at the original language, uh, the meaning, especially in the Old Testament, of fear in terms of fear of God was completely different. And what it means is more of a reverence, an awe, a respect. So when it talks about the fear of the Lord, it talks about having a respect, having a reverence, having an awe, being like, wow, wow, God, you know, amazing. I like to think of, uh, about it in this way of um, the way that I personally look to my parents, especially when I was a kid. See, uh, I've, had some, uh, I've got some great parents and as I was growing up as a kid, I looked up to my mum and dad because I had, I had that respect for them. I saw them and I knew that they had more ability than me, they, that they knew a lot more than me, that they had my best interest at heart. You know, I looked to them and understand that they loved me um, and that they were far bigger, greater and superior to me. That it was like, a, like an awe, a respect for them. And that's the same sort of awe and respect we should have for God, if not even better. You know, just think about in your mind, kind of, there might be one person, you know, here in this world that you have an awe or a respect for. It could be someone famous, someone who's achieved something, like not just, you know, someone that, um, uh, that you just got a, um, a craze over because they're famous, but someone who's really achieved something. It could be a singer, it could be a sports star, it could be uh, someone who's written books. And if you imagine if you were to meet them, you'd have a respect for them, wouldn't you? You'd take on what they would say and there would be that awe around them because you have that respect. 
I'd like to think about it in this way as well, like hypothetically in my mind, I'd just like to imagine for one moment that, you know, in a service that someone like Beyonce flew in all the way from America to one of our Arena Church services. How amazing would that be, by the way? If Beyonce just came in, just like strolled in, like, you know, took a seat down in one of our seats. How, you know, how crazy would, would that, you know, that be? And, you know, and imagine she, she sat through one of our services and she uh, uh, enjoyed and, and sat through. And let's just say for argument's sake that uh, she, she was there the whole service and I was leading worship that morning. And just imagine what it would be like if Beyonce came to me after the service and said, you know what, Nathan, uh, you did a great job. <laughs> this one. That's <laughs> oh, a joke. <laughs> But imagine, uh, imagine uh, Beyonce came to me and, and started talking about the worship and said, you know what, Nathan, there's, you know, I liked what happened this morning, but there's a couple of things that, that you could kind of maybe improve and do better with how you're singing and how you're playing. Um, and imagine if I turned around to Beyonce and said, you know who you're talking to right now? Do you know that I am one of the worship leaders here at Arena Church? Do you know that I've actually been singing at this church for a few years now? Do you know that I've been singing in churches for maybe 10 years? And you dare to tell me about how I'm leading worship? Can you imagine how crazy it would be if I said something to, to Beyonce, who's a, you know, we can admit, is an expert singer, an unbelievable singer, someone who's probably an expert in the field, and I'll turn around and just reject anything she says, you know, I think we can all admit that would be pretty crazy. But yet in the same breath, this is almost what we do with God. You know, how many times is God who is so, uh, he's all-knowing, he's he's all-powerful, that maybe he says something to us through the Bible or in our hearts that we, we just bat off and say, you know what, God, no, I know better. My, my ways are better. I'm not going to take that on. How often do we do that in our own lives? To a God who knows everything, to know who knows you more than you know yourself, who's got your best interest at heart. I know it's such a, a, an interesting thing to think about and a challenge for, for all of us in our lives. See, when we understand that God is superior we take on his advice, we listen to him, and we move forward in humility. Point number two, humble people are open to correction. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And Proverbs 27, verse six says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. You know, one of the biggest challenges we can have in our own lives is how we respond to someone speaking to us about an area we feel we are an expert in. You know, what happens when someone talks to you, maybe corrects you in a way, how do we respond in those situations? And you know, it's so important, just as it said in those verses, to have people around us who just don't always tell us the things that we want to hear, but actually speak to us and um, 
you know, challenge us on things that we can get better and things that we can do to improve in our lives. And encourage you, a small group is a great place to do that. You know, where you can be amongst people that you can trust, that can impart into your life, that can challenge you on areas where maybe we all need to grow. And I can think of one particular situation in my life where I was really struggling, looking back on it. When I was uh, studying, I, was, uh, I had a, like a, a bit of a, a bitter heart. I was arrogant. I thought I knew more than I did. And um, I was judgmental to other people. And the funny thing is that at that time, I didn't even recognize it in my own self. But luckily, I had a great friend who was with me at the time who pulled me aside and said, you know what, Nathan, you've been saying some of these things. I've noticed your attitude's not been great. And I noticed that you could be better than this. And actually, if I'm being honest, at that time and that moment, I found it really difficult. You know, it was painful. It was hurtful. But the great thing about that is because I was open and I took it on board that the trajectory of my life completely changed from that moment. Instead of going into bitterness and to uh, a bad route, that actually I was living in positivity, that I was going in the direction that God wanted me to go. It's so important that we have those people around us, that uh, people don't feel afraid, don't feel like they're stepping on eggshells, like we, we say, to, to say something to you, that actually people feel open to come and maybe say something that needs to be said to our, in, in our lives. So we've had those two points. Humble people understand that God is superior. Humble people are open to correction. And finally, humble people prioritise others over themselves. If you forget anything, you know, if you remember anything this morning, please remember this point because this is the biggest thing about humility. So you might have heard it said and seen people say in conversation or on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, that phrase that, you know what, forget everyone else. I'm just going to look after number one. You know, like, you know, if no one looks after me, then who's going to look after me? You know, like, I don't care about anyone else. I'm just going to look after uh, number one and do things my way and not care about anyone else. <coughs> Excuse me. And while I was kind of at that time, I can understand that maybe people are in pain or in hurt. But actually, at the same time, I find that very, very sad. Because actually, God calls us to live a life that is focused and centred around other people. You know, there's so much joy. I don't know whether you found it as well, but there's so much joy in helping other people, in seeing people uh, thrive, in being able to, to help someone else reach their next level and their next step. I think it's such a, an amazing joy and privilege that we, that we have. So you might have heard it before. This is a famous quote. C.S. Lewis said, Humility... <laughs> Is not thinking less of yourself, yeah, it's thinking yes. of yourself right. less. Yeah. See, humility is not having a low view of yourself, it's actually thinking about other people before you think about yourself. It's putting other people's priorities before your own priorities. It's thinking about other people, it's praying for other people, it's putting other people first. 
And there's a well-known verse I just want to share with you and just read through in Philippians chapter 2. Verses 3 to 8. This is what it says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. How amazing is that? The perfect example to us of someone here living on earth is Jesus. And you know what? Jesus, he could have clung on to his status as God and said, you know what? I'm too good to, to die on a cross. I'm too good to serve other people. But actually, he didn't cling on to his status as God, but he served other people. He, he came with a purpose to, to look towards other people's needs. Uh, he shared his life with disciples. He, he washed their feet. And then he ultimately did the most humble thing anyone has ever done on this earth. And he died for other people. He died for all the mistakes, all the things that we'd done wrong, you know, all these things that we'd call sin. And that was the greatest act of humility. You see, uh, here at Arena Church, we've got um, some, some great leaders uh, across all of our campuses, uh, some, some amazing people. And some of you, you, you might um, know and have, have heard that we're launching four new campuses in this next month, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and what you can imagine at this time is that, uh, you know, we've getting new buildings and, and new things. There's lots of things to be done. There's lots of painting, cleaning, things like that. You know, and our leaders could have looked at that and said, you know what, I'm not going to do those types of things. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm too big to, to go and kind of clean or to paint or anything like that. But actually, they saw the need and then reacted to it and got straight on involved. You know, the same thing is with, with many people here. Some of the leaders and people who are part of our church here. We've got an amazing kids' church room, haven't we? You know, amazing offices and great things. You know, there was a need. You saw the need and then you reacted and helped out. See, that's what humble people do. No job is too little for someone who lives in humility. And as I kind of draw to a conclusion this morning, I just, you know, want to kind of pose a, a few thoughts or questions just as the, the band come up. There's something to think about us and to help us live a life of humility daily. How often do we enter a conversation with only our own interests in mind? How many times do we question what God is doing when God is all-seeing and all-knowing? And how easy is it for us to live our lives with the main concern being ourselves? 
And look, if you figuratively want to stand with me this morning and say, God, help me to live a life of humility, then I'd, I'd love to pray for you. And I just ask in this place if, if we could kind of close our eyes or bow our heads just for, for uh, the privacy of those people around us today. And if that's something that you felt God speak to you this morning, that you want to say to God this morning, help me to live a life of humility. If that's you this morning, I'd love to pray for you. And I just asked if you could raise your hand in this place um, and, I'll, and I'll pray for you. Thank you, thank you. There's hands going up. In the-